Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined here by Jason Caldwell. We just posted our recap story or our recap podcast this morning after the Mississippi State game, but um, late Sunday, some big news for Auburn. Bo Nix obviously was injured at the end of that game against Mississippi State. He talked about it post-game, but the severity um, of the injury we were able to learn more about over the course of the next 24 hours, and then Bo Nix himself even got on social media um, to confirm it. But he is undergoing surgery um, for a an injured ankle tomorrow in Birmingham. Um, presumably will be out, you know, obviously the next couple games. Um, very possible that he's going to miss the entirety of the season if he's not able to be back um, for a bowl game. And so I have Jason here to kind of have an instant reaction to the news. Obviously the biggest injury of the season for Auburn Saturday gets even worse um, with this injury, Bo Nix was, we talked about it on the recap show, the best thing for Auburn on either side of the ball um, in this game. You brought up how he would have had more more than 400 yards passing and three touchdowns if that Javarius Johnson play had stood as a passing play instead of a rushing play. Um, so a big blow for Auburn really right when their passing game was kind of hitting its stride here at the end of the season. And this South Carolina game on Saturday, which we talked about as being a tricky matchup, now gets even trickier because you've got to put in your backup and, and game plan all week with TJ Finley. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look at it first, probably from perspective of a kid who's, um, who's laid it on the line. Um, he's laid it on the line since he arrived at Auburn, laid it on the line this season. And yeah, there's been some ups and downs this season, but I don't know how anybody could watch Bo and not see the growth he's made as a quarterback this year. It, it kind of takes me back a little bit to watching and listening to them talk about Pittsburgh and, and talking about a quarterback who people think is a guy that may be a contender for the Heisman Trophy this year and listening to them talk about, like, this guy started a bunch of games, but it just took him a while to get kind of into the system and to really, you know, for him to, to kind of get that green light and go – we started seeing some of that, and, you know, Bo didn't play. He didn't play well against Texas A&M, but nobody did either. And we've seen, we saw it against Mississippi State Saturday. A lot of the reason why is because this team can't run the football, um, and it's a huge issue for them. But you know, he's he's grown. He's he continued to develop. You look at his numbers this year, and they're not a ton of touchdown passes, but eleven touchdowns, three interceptions, four rushing touchdowns. Um, he's played pretty solid football and played really good at times, and you know, save the best for last um, in, in this season against Mississippi State. But I think about a kid who's, um, you know, not going to play in, in the game that he you wanted to play in his whole life. He's played in two of them already. You know, won't play in an Iron Bowl. Um, won't have a chance to beat Alabama at home again, uh, which he's already done. Um, and I would imagine that, um, like most kids growing up, that dreamed of playing for Auburn, the, the best part of his day is putting that jersey on on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, that's going to be, I'm sure, difficult for him not to be able to do. So I think about it first from his perspective. Um, if this was, if, if Auburn was 10 and 0 or 9 and 1, I would think about it more from a team perspective right now. Now I think about it more from a kid perspective, a guy like, you know, it's, it's going to be hurtful for him. But now, you know, you, look, you, you shift to, to the team and yeah, it's, it's a challenge now to go from a guy who's got, he played so much football 
to a guy that's, you know, had to learn this system while he hasn't been getting a ton of number one reps and hasn't gotten much playing time to speak of other than a couple of, couple of games. So um, it comes back to something I mentioned earlier, you know, no matter who the quarterback was Saturday, they, they need to be able to run the football against a team that just gave up 258 yards. That's where you go, you know, for Auburn moving forward with TJ Finley at quarterback. Yeah, it almost seemed like Bo Nix was, over the course of his career, 34 games at Auburn, um, started every single one of them. It seemed like he was kind of impervious to any sort of injury. The only the only situation I could really think of was last year's Citrus Bowl. I know he sat out a couple drives there. Um, but really, other than that, he, he's been very – I mean, playing that, that amount of games, obviously he's going to be in the Auburn record books in terms of starts and attempts and all that stuff just because how many years he's been a starter. But um, – Kind of, it's kind of wild that this is the first time in his career that he's going to be missing time um, with an injury. But and at the same time, like you said, um, we've seen him just battle through things in his career. And so to to find out that I saw a couple of people saying it on Twitter tonight that, uh, you know, Bo would play through two broken legs if the if the doctors would let him. Um, so to, to find out after the fact that he was playing on a broken ankle for a quarter and, and let Auburn on a 90 yard touchdown drive right there. In the yeah, I mean, that, that, you know, we don't know. You know what we do know is there was some sort of injury. We don't know if if it, it could have yeah that he could have. We don't know it, that yeah. whatever it was though it could have happened. I'll tell you this: um, it was serious enough that when I moved from opposite ends of the field after the third quarter to the fourth quarter, that T.J. Finley was taking snaps from Nick Brahms on the sidelines. That's before the fourth quarter ever started. So it was serious enough that there was consideration then that we got to have TJ Finley ready to go, which leads me to believe that it was probably already done. Um, and, uh, you know, and he took another couple of hits on it, especially late on the two point conversion, which might've, you know, it might've said, Hey, that's enough right there. But um, no matter what he played, um, you know, through some probably pretty serious pain um, in that game on Saturday. And again, um, you know, the team, the offense struggled some in the second half, but, man, um, there were a couple of throws he, he missed over over the middle a couple of times. But for the most part, I mean, if, if, if Schenker and, and, and Demetrius Robertson catch a couple of balls there early in the fourth quarter, that potentially is another touchdown drive that, that might have changed that game, and it definitely would have pushed you over 400 yards. Um, so you got to get – you got to give him a, a ton of credit for his heart and his desire and want to – that he kept – playing and, and playing at a pretty darn high level. Well, something else I've seen people talking about, um, and, and I can think back to the LSU game when TJ Finley had that scripted third drive, like he was going to come in, Harson said, after the game, regardless. Um, they pan over to Bo Nix on the sideline, somebody who's you know trying to take his job, somebody who wants to be the starting quarterback, um, and he's doing a great job, obviously, being a leader and encouraging him. And, um, and I think that's going to be important here for these next couple games. You mentioned it um, a couple minutes ago that, Bo's played a lot of football. Bo's a very experienced player, um, and he's not only comfortable as an Auburn quarterback, but he's comfortable with these players who've been on the roster for a while. Talking about the offensive line, talking about the receivers and the running game. So, um, you know, he's going to try to provide that kind of valuable um, advice for TJ Finley moving forward. We 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 assume it's going to be Finley. Obviously, Finley's been the backup, um, and he'll probably you know take the first team reps this week ahead of the South Carolina game. Demetrius Davis is an interesting option now you you wonder just because of how late in the sea or at least i i wonder how late in the season it is you know what you think of maybe his ceiling you know there's 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 
he's already redshirted the year because there's only three games left. Um, so maybe having packages for him, I don't know. There might, might be something to keep an eye on, but just on the subject of Finley, he actually happened to have his best game last season at LSU was against South Carolina. It was in his first start. He went 17 of 21 um, for 265. He had three total touchdowns and an interception that was right before the Auburn game. But um, we've seen a lot of good out of TJ Finley this season. Obviously he came in and won that game against Georgia state, but he's not the same quarterback as Bo Nix. And so the biggest part I think of practice this week is going to be that offensive line um, and just the overall passing game, adjusting to a different type of type of guy to, to block for and, and work the passing game around. Yeah. You know, you hear coaches all the time say, look, we're not going to change the offense, but what you do is you tailor the offense to the guy that's doing it. Obviously, you're probably not going to have as much rollout, as much action with a quarterback as you've had with Bo Nix. You may you may do a little bit more max protection kind of stuff with a T.J. Finley um, to make sure that he has that pocket to step into and do some of those things. Um, and then, like I said, I think you got to be able to run the football. So I think there's more focus when you're talking about a guy that, I mean, Bo Nix has gone on the road a ton and has actually the last couple of times played really well on the road. T.J. Finley – had not played well on the road and hadn't had many opportunities. And, I mean, you think about it, um, that one drive against LSU is the only time he's ever played in a road game in a full stadium in his career. That's it. This will be, be a much different experience for him, and that's why the running game is going to be extremely important. So, um, But, yeah, I think for Mike Bobo, T.J. Finley, Brian Harson, this week is about figuring out, okay, what are you comfortable doing? What are you comfortable running? in certain situation, it's going to be so much in preparation time because physically, physically TJ Finley can get it done. We know he can throw the football. He can do those things. It's going to be putting him in, in situations to succeed um, without having to do too much on his shoulders. And I think to me, it comes down to, all right, Tank Busy, Jarquez Hunter, offensive line. Um, it's time for you guys to pick up the slack. And, and so, uh, I would expect to see a heavy dose of the running game um, in South Carolina this weekend. Well, yeah, last year in that loss to South Carolina, a lot of people talking about, you know, if Gus had been the one who was calling that game instead of Chad Morris, Auburn might have won that game just because Bo Nix threw the ball so many times, but they were running the ball so successfully. So like you said, it'd be nice for Auburn to get themselves into that kind of a situation. Um, But it's going to be difficult because what we've seen, and we talked about it after the game, um, is the fact that this running game has just kind of hit a wall. Um, recently, South Carolina has a has a decent defense. Um, their defensive front is, is is one of the better parts of the team. Um, obviously, they lost to Missouri over the weekend, but night game in Columbia. Obviously, Auburn's or South Carolina's last night game. They uh, they blew the doors off of Florida, which not a very good team. But um, they're going to be excited for this one, and it's going to be a difficult environment for Auburn to go in there and get a win. And it's important now for Auburn to try to get to seven wins on the season and, and try to get themselves better bowl positioning. Um, Cause you'd like to, you know, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, can Harson go nine and three in his first season? That'd be what, what a great year one. Now you're trying to avoid six and six. Um, if you're Auburn, something else, Jason, um, that we have not substantiated a, a, a complete report on yet, but Anders Carlson was also injured in that game. And it, it's not looking super likely for him. Um, to be able to kick against South Carolina, possibly like Bo Nix, possibly moving forward for the rest of the season. We'll have to see. Again, we get Brian Harson tomorrow, um, Monday afternoon. But Ben Patton was the is the only other guy who's kicked an extra point, but they've also got Evan McGuire, the walk-on, who I believe played at Thompson. He was a pretty Correct. good kicker there. Played at Thompson, and, and Marshall Myers is another walk-on from Opelika that 
Um, actually, Dreston was was kicking in pregame warmups yesterday too. Um, interestingly enough, they're all three left footed, so they're all left footed kickers. That that the potential guys for Auburn that, that would be, which I guess is a positive. Um, you can you can you know make sure that you're prepared for a lefty, no matter who it is. Ben Patton's pretty strong leg. The guy that's had some kickoff experience, um, but I think it's it's fairly safe to say I would think that if it's you know if, if this is serious enough for Anders that they're having to look at it, then you would assume that it's that even if it's not a, a serious injury, that it's going to make it really difficult to kick this weekend. So I think you're going to have to be prepared for Ben Patton, no matter what the the you know the the ruling or the verdict is on on Anders and whether it's a you know a, a surgery requiring thing or not. Uh, it may be really difficult for a kicker, uh, especially if it's a plant leg, to to make that. Um, and to get back ready to go. So I would expect to see Ben Patton this weekend. And these guys got some experience, but obviously you're looking um, for a part of the team that was expected to be a strength. It has not been a strength this year. And now you throw another wrench into that um, with, um, you know, a new kicker and, you know, potentially new holder because you're switching sides from left to right or right to left. Um, so it's another challenge for this team. Uh, take one of the best kickoff men in the country and now have to replace him. And Auburn's done a great job of covering kicks this year. Um, and so that's the challenge. So, yeah, it's a, a lot of questions for this team, uh, you know, with a couple of those. You would say a couple of your more important guys uh, that will will likely, one we know for sure, the other likely out Saturday. Yeah, and uh, in Bonix, obviously, like we said, we, we posted about it um, tonight on Sunday <laughs> night. Uh, Andres Carlson was in the – comment section saying they were going to tear up the training room together. So obviously, you know, we hope both those guys get back, uh, get back well as soon as possible. Um, and, and they'll seems like Anders Carlson might be able to have an opportunity to come back next season using that COVID year. Obviously we'll see. Um, and then Bonex only a junior. So it seems like he'll be a uh, four year starting quarterback at Auburn, able to get healthy this off season heading into 2022. So that, that line for the game, uh, it opened at 10 and a half, according to the Vegas insider consensus, just checked it. It's come down to six and a half. Not a surprise. We might be able to see, even more movement on that after the Bo Nix news this week. So just wanted to hit you guys with a quick podcast talking about that, uh, that break, really breaking news from tonight. Um, just really important injury, um, kind of a killer for Auburn that it's going to make it difficult on offense this week. So we'll see what happens when they go to South Carolina um, for what's going to be a pretty tricky matchup. 6 p.m. in Columbia on ESPN on Saturday night. Thanks so much to Jason. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you guys enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. The intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can find him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next episode, we'll catch you guys later. Everybody have a good start to the week.